This is Profiles in Risk. Hosted by Nick Lamparelli. Every week, we interview those who risk life, limb, fortunes, career, and reputation, and those who work behind the scenes who look to protect and enlighten us about risk. You can find the show notes and other insurance-related content at insnerds.com. That's I-N-S-N-E-R-D-S dot com. Now, on to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Profiles at Risk. I am your host, Nick Morelli. Very excited this afternoon to have uh, a friend of mine, Olivia Schmidt. Olivia is the manager at is a manager at Tricor Insurance and is very active in LinkedIn videos. You can, uh, she's very active with the hashtags Random Act and Monday Magic. She is based in Iowa, and I'm very excited to have you on and talk about this. All right, thank you, Nick. I'm excited to be here. We connected a little while ago at the Insurance Nerds Day. And I've been following you on LinkedIn since before then. And what struck me was the quality of your videos. These are uh, these are not short videos. These are five minute videos of you, which seem as though, seems as though you're doing them in one take. Uh, a lot of times you're outside or in a car. They have very positive messages, and I want to spend a lot of this particular episode talking about those particular videos and what it takes to actually do them and how that's benefited you and, and what it is that you do. Uh, but before we jump into that, let's uh, let's just back up a little bit and talk about what you do on a day-to-day basis. Can you just give us a little bit of background on, on what you do at Tricor? Yes. So uh, I work in our Dubuque, Iowa office. I manage our select business unit, which focuses on small business, 10,000 in premium and smaller. So I have a couple of employees here in our Dubuque, Iowa office, but we also have 28 locations in Wisconsin. So I have additional staff that's uh, scattered in a couple more locations a few hours away from here. But, um, but yeah, so I, we have 28, like I said, in Wisconsin and one office in Iowa. You must get awfully lonely. (laughs) Yeah. And, and everybody assumes I'm a, I'm a Hawkeye because I sit in the Iowa office, but that is not so. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> the, the videos that you do on LinkedIn, how did that start? You know, it really started in part of a insurance conversation. Um, you know, I'd been hearing more about video marketing and believe it or not, that was all new to me in June. Um, I really didn't even know people were doing insurance videos. This was like, this was all brand new information to me. And I'd kind of been on this, Um, you know, just kind of beating that drum that we needed to start doing that. And, you know, finally, you know, one day my boss calls me, I couldn't even tell you what was going on that day, what, what else we might have been talking about during that conversation. But he just said, you know, I know you want to do this. Um, I know you have a message to share and you need to just do it, like stop talking about it and just do it. And so I recorded my first video the next day, kind of on a dare, almost on a dare. And then I sat on the video for a good 12 hours and said, I don't know if I can post this. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. yeah and eventually I just hit the post button and, and just kind of waited to see what might happen. I, I was actually curious if someone had dragged you into it. Challenged yeah, it. A, a little bit of a like nudge, like more of like a push off the cliff, like just go and get it done and then just yeah. see if you want to do it again. So uh, that first one, how many takes? 
I think I did the first one. It was actually, it came really easy. I think I did it in three takes. So not too bad. And, um, and did you script the message? It, uh, yes, yes. It was, it was pretty scripted. Um, but I figured out after probably the second take that trying to sit there and stare at a script was not working very well for me. Um, so it was really a matter of bullet pointing and then, you know, just kind of going with the message from there. So you, you mentioned how difficult it was to, to hit post. Mm -hmm. Um, what were your feelings after it hit post? After you hit post and it went live? Uh, you know, it was funny because I really didn't know what to expect at all. I didn't even, I didn't understand how LinkedIn worked very much at that point in time. So I didn't know, you know, how do I know if somebody watches it? How, you know, what does this all look like? And, you know, you get that first message that so-and-so has liked your video. And I feel like I should remember who liked my video first, but I don't remember. Uh, and then it just kind of goes from there. So, um, so yeah, it was just kind of a, it was kind of a crazy experience. I think I posted on a Saturday night or something and I checked it Sunday afternoon. It was kind of surprised. I mean, at that point, you know, maybe a hundred people had seen it, but that was a hundred more than I expected to ever yeah, see it. Yeah. So, okay. So you do the first one. How easy or difficult was it to then do the second one? At that point, it was, I mean, I felt like it was easy. It was harder to record. I felt like I had more nerves at that point because I felt like people, people are going to watch it. When you're not sure if people are going to watch it, you're like, hmm. well, if it's, if it's a complete train wreck, nobody's going to see it. Once you realize that it feeds, you know, the more people see it, it, the more it feeds into other people's feeds and it keeps going and going. Yeah, the nerves kind of start to kick in a little more. I would say the second time around, it was just, it, it was all nerves. It took me a long time to get through it. Um, I think at one point, my husband asked if it was okay for everybody to go to bed since I was still trying to get through it. But yeah, yeah. So there were definitely a few weeks of just having a tough time trying to um, get through it without feeling like I was missing something or just completely forgetting what it is that I wanted to say. Yeah. So it, do you remember the moment, the post where you started to feel like your voice, your voice started to be heard? Like, I want to do this. It's important that I do this. Like, do you remember when it changed and it went from nerves to something a little bit more positive? You know, I think, I don't, I, I don't know exactly which, which post it was, I, you know, but at some point somebody goes, this is what I needed to hear today. And you're like, all right, that's what you want. Ultimately. I mean, it's great to be able to express yourself, but then to have one person say, this is what I needed to hear today, then that makes all the difference in the world. And then you just feel like, all right, I can keep going. Okay. So now let's like really dig into these because you've consistently kept this up. Now, if you type in one of your hashtags, Monday Magic or Random Act, a lot of your videos pop up. Yep. You've, been, you've been at it for a while. What's the process now? How do you, how do you go through when, when you decide it's time to do something? Some of them look as though they're off the cuff. So I did have kind of, I think I would say I had probably 10 weeks of topics that I wanted to cover. And I didn't necessarily even get through all of those at this point because other things came up. Um, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of something happens and it inspires me and then I have to talk about it. Like I just feel compelled to put that message out there because I feel like it's going to inspire action in somebody else. Um, and then other times like 
you know, I, I remember several times where I was just sitting in church and I was like, yeah, this is pretty close to something I had on my topics list. And then I kind of start building the message from there. So sometimes, you know, sometimes that inspiration is just coming. It's coming in all different places. I mean, sometimes stuff happens at work and I just think, you know, I have to, this is something that's worth talking about. I'm not the only person that's dealing with situations like this. Yeah. There was a recent one that you did where you described running your life in fear Mm -hmm. and and trying to overcome that. You talked about your ancestry, which was, which was news. And and that's kind of bold, right? Because you're, you're uh, releasing information about yourself that a lot of people may not mm-hmm. know. Uh, that one in particular kind of struck me because you were very forthright. And uh, you might have been outside as well um, on that one. I don't know if that was the one that was really cold out. Uh, but you, uh, or you, I think you were in your car. But it seemed off the cuff. Mm-hmm. And I was really struck by that because it seemed so easy for you that you were, it was, you know, it's probably deliberative, but it seems so easy. How, how do you do that? How do you, how do you go for five minutes and just sort of stay on message? I would be all over the place. <laughs> so, you know, typically, you know, I was scripting everything for a long time. I mean, I have pages and pages of scripted vlogs that I had prepared and sometimes I went back to them and it just wasn't like the message didn't ring true with me anymore. And so I did have to just completely just go from scratch. And so at some point that just becomes easier to just um, improvise and go with that immediate inspiration. You know, I found that if, if it's something that requires a lot of research, then I may need to have a little more scripting in front of me or whatever the case may be. But if it's something that's really just about my life, then I'm really just telling my story and my story could go. I mean, it has been a crazy journey. Everybody's life is a crazy journey. So it can go in a lot of different directions, but you know, for whatever reason, I just feel like I'm really able to focus in on, you know, the one thing that, that one point that I want to get across, as long as I feel like I'm staying true to that point, then, you know, there's a few things that maybe fall outside unnecessary details, but I think they're all part of the story. What uh, the last few have been uh, outside or in your car? Uh, so I'm assuming you use your phone. Yes. Okay. Yep. And is that also a situation where you probably did it in one take? You're not doing those live, are you? No, no. Okay. Haven't You're... gotten brave enough to okay. do anything live. <laughs> um, so, so essentially, for the for people that are watching this and saying, well, you know, they're going to come up with every excuse. Not to mm-hmm. not to stick your neck out. Let's let's rattle it up. You don't need sophisticated technology, correct? Absolutely not. So Mm-mm. just a phone. Uh, I'm not even sure you had a headset on. You, you nope. Up, yep. So a phone in a car uh, was adequate without any. Yep. It didn't cause any uh, unusual audio background noise. Nope. Uh, videos came out perfectly. Yep. Okay. You stay true to your message. So you generally pick a topic and you just kind of go with it. You script, sometimes you script a little bit. I assume you're probably doing that um, as well. And then uh, what do you do to get it ready to go on LinkedIn? Any sophisticated software? No, nope. Usually just uploading it. Sometimes I have to put it through my computer because uh, LinkedIn can be a little goofy with 
the iPhone and upload process, but for the most part, it's just uh, an upload and add your text and post. That's it. So nothing sophisticated. So nothing, I, nothing sophisticated at yeah. all. So anyone that's listening to this, that's we had a podcast with Ashley Fitzsimmons, mm-hmm. and we challenged her to do video, and she's starting to do video now. So good. I I understand, and I understand when you when the first time we wanted to do this, it was nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. It it's basically just use whatever technology you have available at your disposal and just do it just do that yep. first one and basically accept it as garbage yeah just go for it just go for yeah it. yeah i mean it's it, you can come up with a lot of excuses you can say that you're not a good speaker i mean you hear that a lot yep. i'm not you know i'm not comfortable being on camera and you don't know how uncomfortable you are until you do it i mean it's easy to say that you're not um i will say i like public speaking terrifies me. When I was at Insurance Nerds Day and I'm watching all of these people on stage, I think that's tremendous. And that's a goal that I have, but this is a good platform for me to start with. I can sit and talk to a camera and 2,400 people may look at it, but I don't have to look at those 2,400 people. So this is almost, you know, an easier way for me to break into that than, you know, standing up on a stage. But yeah, I mean, there you can come up with any excuse that you want. You can say you don't have the time or you don't have a message to share. But the fact is that all of our lives have taken some sort of twist or turn and we all have something valuable to share with the world. I mean, chances are you have something to say that it's just the thing that somebody else halfway across the hear. world needs to hear that yeah. day. Yeah, no, I, I saw an ad or a tweet about uh, that... Uh, platform Twitch, I think it's called Twitch, where you can watch mm. people play video games. Oh. And I started to think, like, that is wild. Like, mm-hmm. people are into watching other people play video games. Uh, there's just something about sharing, um, whether it's a message, photo, or even a reaction um, that people are really into. So, to me, that's that's just the exciting part of it. It's, I do agree with it. I just think everyone does have something to share everyone has some there's something about your individualness that other people will appreciate Mm -hmm. so what what are the future plans where would you like to go with this you know i i'm really enjoying what it's done at this point in terms of connecting me with people that i i wouldn't have met in any other circumstance when when i joined the hashtag random act movement our team was made up of people from i don't even remember at least like 10 different countries that wouldn't have happened in any other part of my life. So um, I think I've enjoyed just getting the exposure to, you know, other cultures and other people from other walks of life. I mean, these people are doing outstanding things. And so I hope to just keep building that network. You know, I hope that eventually I feel comfortable with public speaking. I do think that's on my, my list of goals and it's uh, the challenge has been put out there by uh, one of the owners here at Tricor. So uh, <laughs> so we'll see. I, I still get, we have a, a staff of about 230 here and I get nervous presenting in front of them. So we'll see. I'm a little ways off from that, but you know, eventually I'd like to just keep building on that confidence. Uh, what has that done? What, what has video done for you though? It's, um, I look at your posts. Some of them have like 50 comments, over a hundred likes. I imagine that you've uh, probably connected 
with a lot and potentially some of those connections could turn into either business relationships or other things that could benefit you, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, so it's absolutely incredible when people take the time to watch your video. First of all, I mean, that is just, that's mind boggling to me. I mean, it, it kind of takes you from being outside on the fringes to being, you know, on the inside track, which is, uh, it's just kind of crazy. But, but yeah, so I think I have met some incredible people that just, you know, in all different just careers and, and things like that. And so I think that that is fascinating and the friendships that are created are amazing. Um, I often joke that with, with the friendships that I've built through LinkedIn, I could, you know, just like take the globe and spin it and then just put my finger somewhere and I could just couch surf on one of my LinkedIn connections, living room couch, you know, so <laughs> not that I would do that, but I mean, I feel like you build these relationships and friendships and you could, you know, visit and see any part of the world and also get to meet one of your LinkedIn contacts face to face. And I think that that's, you know, one of those things that a connected world, a digital world gives us. I mean, this not, not a conversation you necessarily would have had 10 years yeah. ago. So, um, you know, so that's amazing. Um, I, I, I especially like how um, in our little community of insurance, how so many of us are gravitating towards this. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost as if we can have little conversations with ourselves, you know, with each other, you know, in little recorded snippets and kind of share yeah. it. And I, I especially like how the way you do it is very different than the way others do it. Because it is, it, again, it, it sheds a, a little bit of light on who you are. Right. Right. Once, right? right. And mm -hmm. when I think of you, I think of like, I think the first time we met, you had like this really big infectious smile at that oh, event. Nice. <laughs> right, but then I get to see the video and I get to see like who you are as a person. And you start to reveal how you grew up a little bit and you know the ancestry of your of your parents and how that affected your life. And it goes into something that's uh, deeper and valuable. And I feel like I know you at a different level, even though we mm -hmm. met once. Yeah, it's crazy how you can build relationships without seeing somebody every single day. I mean, um, uh, you know, it kind of makes me laugh because I think back to the days when if somebody said they met their significant other online, you were like, that's kind of weird. You remember when that was yeah. a weird thing? And now it, this, is, this is the world that we live in such a huge connected world that we don't, we don't see most of the people that we need or want to work with. Uh, you know, we don't see and we don't hug those people. We don't shake their hands. It's a virtual relationship. And, you know, that, that kind of blows my mind sometimes. But, um, but I think just being vulnerable and, you know, just having that human quality. Like, I think that sometimes I had this perception of LinkedIn that it was all these very super high you know, falutin, super professional people out there. And it wasn't a world that I belonged in. And then I kind of started to tiptoe in there just because I was starting to meet more people in the insurance uh, field that were, I was not going to be able to stay connected with them if I wasn't on LinkedIn or some other form of social media. So it became a necessity in order for me to continue building those relationships. And 
it, you know, it's just become this whole other thing that I would have never imagined. I mean, I have friendships with people that I wouldn't have any other way. Absolutely. And um, being able to call any of these people up at any given time or send them a, a DM on Twitter or through LinkedIn or whatever and ask them a question, uh, that's an incredible resource. Sure. I was never going to tap into it if I hadn't jumped into this. Yeah. I think uh, I met Pat West the first time in Chicago. Okay. And yeah. uh, I remember shaking his hand and it didn't even dawn on me. It was just like, I felt like I already knew him. We were already like just chatting. I was like, Mm-hmm. Dude, this is the first time we've ever met. And we were talking because he had been on my podcast a couple times. You know, mm-hmm. so we tweet with each other. We're always, there's, there always seems to be some sort of conversation going on. Him and I are a part of it. So I felt like I knew a lot about him simply because he does, uh, we do videos, we do podcasts. There's those, you know, LinkedIn and Twitter and all of these different social media accounts and um, it really it really does solidify and it does you know he's he's building a business and for him it gives him an immense amount of credibility Mm -hmm. Uh, because like you said it makes him look human and makes him Mm -hmm. it makes him come out as uh as appearing as if he cares because he does so just all he has to do is just kind of talk in front of it and and you come off the exact same way I appreciate that. And the thing is, is that we're, you know, like in the sense of being human, we have that need to connect with one another and we need to be able to talk about our problems and what better way to do it than, you know, these are really our peers. And I think for a long time, I had these borders around where I thought my peers were. I thought that it was like the people inside my office or the people within Tricor, but my peer group is so much bigger and more diverse than it was a year ago. I mean, that whole landscape has changed completely um, because of doing these videos and just kind of taking that next step out. So uh, word to the wise, word to folks that are watching this, stick your neck out, just do it. Do that first one. Mm -hmm. I can't stress enough. Just it's not going to be perfect. Right. So just do it. And, and I like the way, I like what you said. Like the first one was less stressful than the second one. Because you didn't think anyone would look at the first one anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I have nothing to lose at this point, right? I figured my boss would look for it because he knew I was doing it. Yeah. And then and then that would be it. And I think the Friday after we had our, our, our annual meeting here at Tricor, and I was, I was looking at my stats and I showed it to the owner. I'm like, can you believe this? And he's like, I mean, that's great. You know, personal branding, you should be doing that. That's really good. And I was like, oh, I don't even know what any of this means. I mean, so it's just been this, it's led to all these conversations that, and this whole level of learning that I, I, I never imagined. It's so far out of what I thought was reality a few months ago. It's, it's, it's just a whole new world for me. Cool. Well, let's finish off the podcast by learning a little bit more about you. So let's, let's stick your neck out and let's, uh, scratch underneath the surface uh, i sent you a couple of questions but i'm going to ask you a few others okay let's, hopefully uh, i have good answers <laughs> uh if you could vacation anywhere in the world where would you go you know what i w- oh gosh that's a tough one it's a toss-up i would love to go to vietnam just because i've never been there and i know you know that's that's the that's my heritage um i want to take my kids there i'd love to see it and i hear they have the best beaches in the world so um 
I think that would be great. And if I couldn't go there, I'd go to Hawaii. Nice. Nice to both of those. <laughs> uh, have you watched the television show, This Is Us? Yes. This season? This season, no. I need to binge watch, and I just haven't gotten a chance okay. to do it. So given the answer to your question, yeah, I think you need to watch this season. Okay. I'll, I'll leave it. I won't give it away. Okay. <laughs> um, I went to a Rush uh, cover band this past weekend. Okay. Uh, the next one's music. You could see any band, anytime, uh, living, dead, whatever. Who would you want to go see? Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's a... <laughs> Um, so I, this is, oh man, I, sometimes I'm afraid to admit this, but I am a huge Weezer fan. They sing the sweater song, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they just did an album of covers, which is like all my favorite, like 80s songs. Um, but I have seen them before. Uh, I would, you know, sometimes I think of like old me, like to see like Ella Fitzgerald, in her prime would be amazing. Sometimes I just kind of like that, that old time music. Um, gosh, I don't know. Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. I hear he puts on quite a show. Uh, yeah. So I don't really have one type of music. I kind of listen to everything, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think Aerosmith, but like seventies Aerosmith. Yeah. Drugged right out. Like, Drugged out Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah. The really good stuff. <laughs> yeah. The Beatles. That would be Beatles. amazing. Beatles, Shea Stevens. Yeah. Imagine yes. being there, you know? Yeah. Um, Elvis Presley, when he did that TV show, the, the, the Sullivan show. That would have oh, been the awesome. Ed Sullivan show? Yeah, that mm-hmm. would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, sports. Any, any interest, likes, dislikes, uh, anything? <laughs> so, I'm a um, fan. I'm not a Hawkeye fan. I'm a Nebraska fan. So I was born in Nebraska. So um, rough, rough go for the uh, Huskers this mm-hmm. week as far or this year as far as football. But um, I think Scott Frost is going to get things done next year. We'll see. Um, so you like but yeah, I, I, I like college football. I, I like professional football as well. So we watch a lot of football in our house. We're, we're at, we are Packer backers. So um, I am. Uh, a Green Bay Packer fan. I don't know if kind of by marriage. I don't know, kind of like that. But um, my daughter is always sad when the Super Bowl is over. She asks when football is coming back on. Even this so, year. Um, e- yes, that was kind of a tough game. I mean, I'm glad your Pats won, but man, that was kind of a yeah. tough game to watch. Oh, completely. I, I, it would have been, it was a tough game for us to watch too, just because it was a nail biter, but yeah, I can I can completely respect that uh, <laughs> folks outside of New England are probably like, man, that was terrible. Yeah, great defense though. I mean, if if that's what you want to watch, then Complete it was the opposite game. of last year. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now the the standard questions because I'm lazy and I like to piggyback off of people's answers. <laughs> uh, what any tools or techniques that you use to stay productive and or organized? So I'm a, a Google Calendar user mm-hmm. just because it syncs all my stuff together and it sends the alerts to my phone and to my watch. So I feel like everything's connected all the time, which is nice for me. Um, I did start carrying a paper planner for the first time this year. So that's been interesting. Um, I feel like just writing stuff down sometimes helps me, you know, remember. I think there's probably some science behind that. Um, And then we have a brilliant guy here at work that built a project management tool. And I absolutely love the thing. It just, 
everything flows from tab to tab and I love it for keeping track of all of the uh, little to do's that I need to, or I guess big to do's that I need mm -hmm. to tackle, but it, you know, but not handles commercially all available. No, um, no, I should, I should ask him bummer. if he wants to sell yeah, it. He it. Yeah, he did, he did a great job building it though. Final question. What books have been influential in your personal and or business career life? Ah, uh, yes. So um, one of my favorites, I would say probably for my personal life was Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. Um, you know, she's, uh, she's just such, she's so real and down to earth. I mean, I know she's super successful, but um, she really reminds the working mom, like, you can't do it all and it's okay. You don't have yeah. to be perfect. Nobody that, ever asked you to. That book is on the mantle downstairs. So uh, I saw it. It is was probably you, maybe on our Slack channel, that maybe that recommended that oh, book. Oh, I might have. Yeah. Yes. So uh, my wife got it and I said, oh, I heard about this book. And so once we get our uh, our sleeping situations all screwed up because we have a six-month-old that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So she said, once the kid is fully sleeping and we're back to a normal sleep routine i promised her that we would read it together in bed before we go to bed uh yeah. so that, that book is actually on my list thank you yes it is it's a it's a fantastic read and it, you'll get through it so fast because you're not going to want to put it down Good. it's just one of those uplifting books um delivering happiness by tony shea i know other guests on your show have mentioned this book as well i love that book i got to see tony speak and he's so he's more inspirational in person even than he is in the book. I mean, it's just so fantastic. And not only is it a fantastic book when it comes to workplace culture, but it's a book about perseverance because he talks about how many times Zappos almost failed when he was trying to launch it. And he just kept going. He kept pushing. He pushed past limits that most people would. And he went for broke and um, has built an incredible company, and he has an incredible reputation. Um, so I just, I love that book. From end to end, I love that book. And I think every manager should read that book. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Revolution, or Our Evolution, I don't, I'm not even sure. I feel like I should know how I'm supposed to say the title of that book, but that's by Tim Lehman. And uh, it's really just about you know, taking agency operations and just kind of flipping it on its head, making sure you're looking at the right stuff and, and, and what you insurance? need to do. It's an insurance book specifically. Oh, okay. Yes. Yep. Not yep. So yeah. Yeah. So it's from a, a, an agency uh, principal out of Indiana. Um, but Ben, Ben Zillig, he was at nerds day. He recommended the book. So, um, so yeah, now I've been, I read that one uh, at the end of last year. It was a great book. And I'm in the middle of That's What She Said by Joanne Lippman, which is about how women and men communicate differently and it's okay, but we have to know how to communicate with each other in the workplace. I love that. Yeah. Good stuff. I am so excited. I, I'm, uh, I, don't, I don't want to be condescending and say I'm so proud of you, but I'm so, it's so ecstatic to see someone decide I'm going to stick my neck out it's going to be painful I'm going to plow through it anyways they do it and then this voice emerges from it it becomes even better than what they thought it was going to be it becomes it becomes enough where you know uh, an old curmudgeon like me can look at that and say wow <laughs> I really like that you know like that's that's good and I think there's a lesson there for everybody 
that I would like to document now. So uh, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you decided to do that. I'm so happy you decided to share who you are as a person with the rest of the world and that we got to know each other and that uh, we're now a connection and that we can yeah. continue to do this, you know? It's just, yeah. just this is the, this, you know, I, I, I made a, a tweet a few, a couple months ago where I was like, man, Twitter is garbage. And it, it makes it like, sometimes I question social media, but it's stuff like the stuff that you do. That's like, this is the good stuff. This is why the social media angle has so many positive ramifications because I get to meet people like you. I get to interact with people like you. I get to piggyback on top of your wisdom, your insight, your benevolence. So thank you. Thank you for sticking yeah. your neck out. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I, I'm glad I did it. It's a, it, it opened a whole new world and you know, there's, there's friendships and relationships that I've, I've gotten to build because of it. And so I'm, I'm glad that I had somebody to push me out of the nest a little bit. Um, I'm glad that there was at least somewhat of a positive reaction so that video two came along. And after video two, I was like, okay, I'll keep doing this. And I remember at one point, um, Joey Gingola said, just go with the first take, Olivia, stop overthinking it. And so, <laughs> you know, once that gauntlet gets thrown down, you just kind of have to, you got to do it. Uh, unless, uh, unless someone burps or swears <laughs> or something on these, I don't even edit them anymore. Um, I agree. Like the, the editing part was one of the aspects where I was just like, this is too much work. You yeah. Know? And so, yeah, go with the first take. I, that is great advice from Joey. So he's a, he's a wise man. Yes, yes, because I don't think, you know, when I've been on his show, it's like, I'm like, are you going to cut that out? And he's like, no, probably not. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. And that's like, it'll literally be on the recording, me asking, are you going to cut that out? And yeah. I'm like, oh, so I guess that didn't get cut. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I mean, it's like the realness and the authenticity of life. Like it just, that's what connects us. That's what brings us together. And if we try and act like it's something else other than that, then we're missing out. Yeah. We really are. Well, I ain't cutting this piece out, for sure. Uh, thank you again. I uh, appreciate it so much. My guest this week has been Olivia Schmidt. Thanks again. Keep up the good work. You bet. Thank you, Nick. Thank you.